You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. Just wear some tight underwear, Jeremy. And DJ Ruchet. And you get to call yourself buff all the time. Where's Pretty? You promised me he'd be on the show today. All this travel and plane and priorities been really getting in the way of our relationship. But we'll talk about uh, all kinds of non-volleyball related things. He dated Irene Kara. Gabrielle Reed. You can call me Gabby if you want. The only thing missing is a mascot head. Oh, sack does sound a lot more funny. <laughs> it's the Net Live right now. I don't know how many non-volleyball things we're going to talk about here today. This could be a lot of volleyball today. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a lot of volleyball today. Welcome to the Net Live, boys and girls. Kevin Barnett alongside DJ Jeremy Ruscha. And you notice we're not in my front yard. We're not in your front yard. No, <laughs> we are, we're not in Kansas anymore, kids. We are in Las Vegas with SCVA. I want to give a special thank you to Renee Marcellus and SCVA and Davenport for having us out here. She joins us right off the top. And Davenport, SCVA commissioner. Thank you. Does that come with a pin, uh, uh, some sort of special salute? <laughs> Is there a hat? What, what did that come with? doesn't come with anything. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> a lot of headaches, perhaps? <laughs> yes, there's a lot of headaches with it, but it's a very rewarding job. Indeed. And I've done it for almost 40 years now. Indeed. You've been running SCPA for a long time. And off to your left, uh, far right on the camera there, Rob Rios, Director of High Performance. Thank you. For SCVA. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And thanks for having us out here. This is a fabulous tournament we have actually come to one of your events before going back I, I think it's on the order of nine years ago it's got to be close to the beginning of the program my sons were little little yes and now my oldest son plays in your tournaments on the boys <laughs> side and uh, and is on his way to college here in about 14 months so yeah something something unbelievable i think that you were at cashman field center maybe yeah and maybe we were at Six or seven high schools, if I remember correctly. I remember yeah, it, was spread, it was spread out that year. We sure. were yeah. very much spread out. And we feel very fortunate to be here in Mandalay Bay yeah. with 120 courts. 120 courts, 800 teams. Something? 825 teams, yeah. 42, 842. Now, this has grown well beyond where you have been in the past, right? So when we were talking about the high school, how many were in the event that we were just talking about, Cashman oh. Fieldhouse? Wasn't that many. I'm just trying to think maybe 200 so at the most. Wow. Yeah. So we're talking about a fourfold increase of the yes. event. What do you think's driven it? What have you guys been really successful at at SCVA that's attracted um, more people to your brand? I think running the weekend tournaments that we run, I think that the clubs have done a magnificent job training the girls now. And it's extremely competitive. And we've had the opportunity to start boys and I think mm. some of the boys now get scholarships. Of course, you know the girls, so there's a lot of scholarships out there for the young ladies. Right. And the boys now get partial scholarships, and I think that's driven the boys' volleyball yep. to some of the universities. Right. Hey, if you don't know who we are, thanks for joining us here. The Net Live has been on the air for about 10 years. <laughs> this is our 10th season uh, wow. of doing just talking about volleyball. And sometimes we don't talk about volleyball, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Ann's going to let that happen today. It's uh, strictly <laughs> against the rules. Uh, there will be a, a prod or something if I get off topic here uh, in the sport of volleyball. Rob, you're doing high performance, and you're also the 2018 SCBA Boys High Performance Director? Yeah, so... Overseeing I'm, everything, and you guys have had excellent finishes with those players. Yeah, we've been really fortunate. We started a few years ago uh, with the boys program specifically, 
Uh, every team we've had except for one has won a medal here at our domestic international events. So wow. the High Performance Championships, which is hosted by USA Volleyball. Uh, so we've, we've been really fortunate. Uh, we think we have the best athletes. We certainly have access to the best coaches. And that's, that's the not-so-secret formula. Great coaches and great right. kids. Well, I don't think people would argue that Southern California is definitely a hotbed for boys volleyball. Where else are you drawing boys from it, with, that you're playing against? So we play, in this tournament, we play uh, against the USA teams. Uh, mm -hmm. So those kids come from all over the country. We have The A1, A2 teams? The A1, yep. A2 teams. The, the Boys Youth National Training Team, in fact. The Boys Youth National Training Team uh, is also participates in this event. There are teams from Australia, teams from Canada. Canada's become a really formidable uh, competitor. They're, they're all the way to the national team. They're, yeah, extraordinary, especially at the youth level. They have some different Libra rules that they're using in, in some of the younger age groups, and, and I think they're doing a really good job of creating six rotation players, which is certainly something we hear a lot from our national team staffs about the importance of that. Well, I think you hear that on the women's side, especially with all the subs that happen in college. That has been a, a complaint. And this has been a family affair for you for a long time, has it not, SCBA? Yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> How did you end up 40 years ago in the spot that you sit today? Um, okay, I used to play adult nationals years ago, and we always had an adult program. And then... Uh, many years ago, we decided that there was a few young ladies, and the only place they could play would be with the adults. And so we started a small junior program, and maybe we had, a, at the most, 15 junior teams. Yeah. Mm. And from there, it has just exploded. Title IX helped us a whole lot. And this is Southern California in what year when you, you started? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 77, 78? 78, maybe 79. Yeah, before volleyball's really on the radar of it, people in general in the United it States. It wasn't in the, on the radar yeah. at that time. Yeah, the national team on the men's side is not doing much. They're probably in Dayton a couple of years later, well before they'd ever qualified for a big world event. Certainly the juniors program wasn't following along. It had to be a, a really interesting time. And, and Wink Davenport was a longtime volleyball referee. Yes, he was. He enjoyed doing it. He traveled the world doing it. And he also played in the Olympics in 68. He that played that in the legendary Mexico 68 City. team. Yes. Yeah, that 68 team. There's uh, John Stanley's on there, Clay yes. Stanley's father. Uh, Mike Bright. Was on there. Was yes. on there. I'm trying to think. Uh -huh. Jim Coleman is the coach? Is Jim that Coleman right? was the coach, yes. Yeah, a taskmaster, as I remember hearing. Yes. Your volleyball knowledge is impressive. How about Harlan Cohen? Is he an assistant on that? <laughs> He helped out. I don't remember if he was the assistant coach or not. Yeah, but I he's don't. around at that point, right? Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah, yes. that is, that's fantastic. But John Alstrom, I think, was on there. Larry Rundle was on that Larry team. Larry Rundle, that's another name I hear all the time. Rudy. Suara? Yes, yeah. he was on that team. I'm trying to remember the hey. other ones that are on that. And I think notable, too, is it was the first time that we beat Russia in international in play. An, yes. In 68. So in 68 yes. at the Olympics, it was the very first time that we, we beat that team in international play. Rob, how did you get into this? I, I don't know. Because you're a water polo guy growing <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, we have a daughter who plays water polo. Yeah. So I'm a water polo guy originally. I think, I think those who, who can't do coach. Uh, so I started, okay. I started coaching way back when, and, and um, I've been fortunate to find my way through volleyball. My, my passion really is, is working with kids and giving kids opportunities to, to further their lives. We've done it via volleyball. And so um, 
I've been really, really blessed. And you're based here, Vegas Volleyball Club, right? Yeah, Las Vegas is home. Vegas United Volleyball Club is our program. And uh, so I, I'm fortunate I get to go out and have a nice office at a, uh, ASC and, and spend some time working and uh, working with those great athletes and our tremendous coaching staff. Do you guys have a great crest? Yeah. Do you have a nice, like, like an FC? An FC always has a good crest. Do you guys have a crest? So our logo is the, the bear flag the bear. logo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a little distinct from, from the SCVA normal logo, but uh, our, our logo is pretty cool. So like what does your day-to-day look like when you're not at a big tournament like this? What are your day-to-day responsibilities? So for the SCVA, yep. so we're working uh, to, to constantly build our coaching staff. Our coaching staff is remarkable. On the guys' side, we have uh, all the coaches from, from Southern California, uh, all the programs are represented. We really work hard to make sure that we represent the universities where our guys want to go. Uh, we understand that that's the primary thrust for these guys is, is to create opportunities. Uh, one of the things that's been interesting is that we try and make sure it's balanced, that we don't have too many guys from the same schools so that uh, everyone's getting equal representation. Last year, we were fortunate to have Ohio State represented. Great Kevin Birch was, was on our staff last summer. Very nice. They certainly have had a lot of success there prior he probably had more fun at your event than he's had this year in the MIVA. You know, I just talked to Kevin yesterday, <laughs> and uh, definitely he had more fun last summer with us than he is having this season. It's been a bit of a dumpster fire, but I think <laughs> when, you, uh, when you graduate that much talent in two or three yes, seasons, yes. inevitably it'll fall off a little. That's yeah, their tough. senior night had one kid, right, this right. year. So, uh, but they're going to do a great job. Kevin does a great job. And on the girls' side this year, we've, we've attracted some spectacular coaches. So we've got Matt from Long Beach State and a former national team assistant coach. And Matt Furbringer. Furbringer on our staff, so Furbringer is with us. Fur biscuit? Yeah, sea biscuit. That's where the fur biscuit came from. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, we also have Alex Dunphy from USC. We've got uh, Brad Keller, who just switched over to the men's, uh, from the men's uh, side. We, we don't speak of Brad Keller in the men's world anymore. He's defected. <laughs> Actually, those two should be on the program here in just a little bit. Yeah, they should be oh. here soon. And then Maggie Epright is joining us, and she just switched from Cal Poly to Fresno with Jonathan Winder. Excellent. Yeah, Jonathan Winder having success, yes. part of that Marv Dunphy coaching tree. For sure. And, uh, and that's exciting. So, yes. And, and Rob has done a wonderful job of recruiting all these people mm-hmm. and keeping the, our athletes at home. They train at home at American Sports Center during yeah. the summer. Right, down there. Before they go off to the high performance championships. Well, I know that's a tough choice that my son's facing right now, his involvement you know, with an A1 bid, and does he stay with Southern California? Does he go down to Fort Lauderdale this year? It's yes. not an easy choice for the kids, and I know on the boys' side, they don't travel as much as the girls' side, but the girls' side is tough in terms of travel. Yes. I think what's happened for us is what we've done is we've hired a great coaching staff. We know what our coaching staff is, and, and we train differently. Our, our, training, our training is once a day. It's in the morning. Yeah. So for our athletes in Southern California, they get, to, they get to go home every night. They get to go surf. They get to play beach volleyball. They get to go to summer school. They get to do some chores at home if their parents make them. <laughs> uh, but but they, they get to have a little more normalcy, especially after the grind with junior nationals. Yeah. Uh, they spend an extra 10 days at home that you wouldn't get to do if you went to the A1 camp. I think the other thing has been our, our model's different. We, have, we really do choose the best kids that we have access to. Uh, those guys, fortunately, have been choosing to stay home. Uh, the last two years, we finished higher than the youth national team. Mm. So that's been pretty cool. Who would have guessed that, that the SCVA team would finish higher in the international competition than the youth national training team? Does uh, that rub the youth national team at all? 
I, I don't know. Brad Keller was the coach. You can ask him. <laughs> that. We will. You can ask we will. Him. Brad when he comes yeah. up here. And, and David Hunt, who will be the, the youth national team coach this summer, is on our staff and has been the last several years. So you can ask David. There's a lot of cross-pollination then between the two. I think we're all trying to serve the same purpose. We're trying, to, we're trying to make sure that we're great internationally and that we're creating opportunities for kids to play in the highest level. Uh, and certainly gives us tremendous resources. Our kids are exposed, I think, to things that – you don't get exposed to until you're in college. We have, we have our own tech crew. We, we have a classroom with video. So our preparation for the athletes is, is really second to none. And so our coaching staff was able to use the full, their, full, uh, their full assortment of tricks and, and skills to, to get these guys ready. And uh, we'll be doing the same thing with the girls. And are those all huge selling points for you, especially you stay here, you train here, you can stay at home? You stay at home. Yeah, yeah I think it has been a huge selling point. I think that, that you get... I'm trying to get my son out, though. So yes. this is the, uh, you're losing yeah. me right now. I don't know. Well, you're probably gaining a lot of other people. That's fine. You're, you're trying to make him. Well, you can put him in a hotel in Anaheim. That's true. Oh, okay. Fine. Great idea. Yeah. Let me mark that down. <laughs> Yeah. No, and tell me about where does it go from here? You've seen the growth from when you started to now running your largest ever tournament inside one facility. It's a fantastic Mandalay Bay facility. Thank you. An opportunity for everybody to really intermingle and, and not only in the tournament for the parents, but then they get to go to dinner together and they can be here, they can gamble, they can do so many different things, go see a show. Uh, where does it go from here? Where do you see the development? Well, I think I'm fortunate enough that uh, we have a contract for the next three years here at Mandalay Fantastic. Bay. I just think it's uh, once we establish ourselves here and um, the teams all come here, I think the competition has been great this year. I think, like you said, the parents have had a good time here. Mm -hmm. And we try to make it fun for all the kids still. If you go in there right now, it's extremely competitive. And there are, there are all tiebreakers going on right now teams trying to advance and get their bid to go to the junior national level so we're just hoping to make this um, I can't make it much bigger maybe I can add another hall some not a hall but a room somewhere here okay but I'm pretty much maxed out here unless I change it Who's seems, playing? Unless it seems we do like some construction no and add more yeah. to the building. <laughs> yes. There are already two weekends of this event, right? So right. this tournament, yeah. gets, it's, it's like Coachella now. There's Coachella Weekend 1, Coachella Weekend it's 2, perfect. right? Yes. <laughs> it, it almost seems like a bottomless pit of, of demand for the sport. Well, it's, it's hard. Number one, I don't think people realize how hard it is to get a convention center. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to deal with us at the beginning because yeah. they go, volleyball, what do you bring to the city? Now they understand we bring a lot of room nights here to the city. They patronize the restaurants here. And here standing at Mandalay Bay, they've been really good about opening their food courts at night so the kids have a place to eat without having to leave the facility at all. Oh, or yeah. sit at a table. Yeah. Yeah. Because hey, they didn't get a ham and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a team from Chicago last night at Strip Steaks, so I want to, I want to go work in that program. Yes, their seriously. budget must be enormous. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Or you could do really well in the tournament, yeah. and we'll treat you to a nice Yeah, program. I appreciate that. Yeah. I did the short math just on the impact when you're talking about the economic impact and yes. selling a convention center on you guys. And I, and I did the short math on the number of people here for a team, the number of people that would follow a team, and I tried to underestimate it all. I'm talking about maybe 28 people 
per team, per team. that's here. That's correct. Approximately, right? Mm -hmm. So you bring 28 people and then put them on $35 a day, which is also very low per person. You're talking about over $700,000 a day being spent on food. Here. And most of it right here. Yeah. Uh, that's that, correct. That and that's math probably low-balling it, too. Yeah, I think yeah. that's below market. I, I don't think I'm putting it in the literature, but that had to be part of the sell. And I wondered about how long did it take you to get a facility like this to say yes to your program? Oh, this facility is, I don't know, I've been working on trying to come to something like this for, what, seven, eight years getting in. It's just difficult. So an overnight success. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, last year it proved when we were here, like in February, we had people because MGM owns mm -hmm. Mandalay Bay right. here. And so they had brought all their executives in here just to see. They couldn't believe all the kids in their plane. They couldn't believe all the parents that are here supporting their kids. It was an eye-opener for them. And we're just very right. thankful to be here. And it's, then they look like their cartoon where the dollar signs yeah. just went like. Well, it's just yeah. one of those things like they don't know it until they see it, right? You just right. have to show it one time and then well, they fully Well, you can talk about it all you want, but until you come and see the actual product. Yeah. It's and a then pretty you have easy to sell, sell them on it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a pretty easy sell to the coaches and the parents, by the way. What? Vegas? Sure. We'll go. Right. The it's, parents are, are dying to come here. The coaches, uh, I'm pretty familiar. They, they enjoy coming. So. Well, you have the benefit of, too, of, like, my wife coaches, and she'll be here next weekend with her team. Okay. And, like, they don't have to rent a car. They're yep. all staying here. They don't have to. There's extra things that if you're spread out all you over Las Vegas. You don't have to go Vegas, outside. Exactly. Unless if you, you don't want to. Pool. That's true. So, like, in February when we had the rain and then it snowed here. Yeah. It was very interesting to watch the teams from Hawaii. Running uh, awesome. out the front door just, <laughs> just to, to see, just to yeah, see to it. Say, yeah, I'm in snow. It's snowing outside. It was quite interesting. <laughs> Lots but of those Instagram kids never stories. had to go outside, though. Basically, yeah, they ran out because yeah, they wanted they to wanted see to. the snow. Yep. I was doing an event in Atlanta that same weekend, and we had speakers that did not make it to the event because they were snowed in here. <laughs> they like flew here on a connection <laughs> from up in Oregon, and they were stuck. And didn't make here. it, and just turned around and went back. Because of the unusual weather that it's happened here. Very unusual in February yeah. here. That was wild. Absolutely. I live here. It was wild. Yeah. Cancel school. It was pretty great for kids. <laughs> yeah, because why would you have <laughs> snow equipment to clear the streets? You don't have that out here. Yeah, absolutely. What have we missed about HP or about SCVA? Well, I just think the other thing that you should know here about Mandalay Bay, they've been it's a very safe environment here for the kids. That was something that was questioned last year whether it would be, but I just want you to know that there's, they have bomb-sniffing dogs, not the uh, drug-sniffing dogs, and you'll see them walking down the, ho uh, the lobby here. Um, you'll see uh, Metro at the front door when people come in, so that you know that, and we have undercover agents that are walking through the facility. You'd never know who they were, and we also have the local police force that's here. Fantastic. So if there's a problem with fighting or a stranger coming in, they take care of all that stuff for us. It sounds more like a boys volleyball problem. Than <laughs> no, stop, stop promoting that myth. No, no. no I'm just saying it's, it's all here. It's, yeah. They've done a wonderful job here of helping us. You're talking about the wild days in, in Malibu when you were at Pepperdine, I think. Right, yes. right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's referring to Pepperdine himself. Known for yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. But, and, yes. and Marv is back as an assistant, by the way, at Pepperdine right now, yeah, which is sure hilarious. I'm not sure he's qualified. I, I, I really question that move I by actually, David Hunt. I texted David and I said, make sure you keep an eye on that guy. I don't know, I I don't know if he's adding he, much. I suggested he send him recruiting. <laughs> he said, like, just send him to a match. Make him go on like a Wednesday night, drive all the way down to San Diego to see a match or something. That would be fun, right? Yeah. We don't need you on the bench, Marv. You just go future opponent. We really 
really scout a future opponent. Guy. We need someone in the stands in UCSD. I think it's you. <laughs> the I'm last thing I really want to say about high performance is, you know, Anne, Anne has a really, my favorite quote from Anne was a few years ago, we were having some challenges as we were forming the program and Anne said, we're the SCBA, we lead. And, mm. and that has become really the mantra of everything we do. We look at, we look at every situation. We have an extraordinary coaching staff and, and how can we lead? How can we continue to evolve our program to address the, the needs of the kids and make it an athlete centered program? Uh, and, and give them the best opportunities to learn from, from extraordinary coaches and, and move forward. It's, it's really about the experience. We, we offer a world-class experience to these kids, um, probably more. You've had this experience. Traveling internationally, some of those places are rough. We, we give these guys a yeah, pretty... Yeah, it's not easy. We give these guys a pretty... These guys, these gals this year, we give them a great experience, uh, wonderful, wonderful access to everything they need to be successful in... The success of these kids has been translating. The, the boys that we see in our program are all, they're littered all over colleges across the country. And, and so the, the excitement for us is as we, as we revitalize the girls program is to have the same type of, the same type of uh, success. I like that. If it was a TV show, you would have gone to commercial, right? As you said that, Anne. <laughs> we lead, fade to black. <laughs> Very good. I, I thought it was interesting to see all the college coaches that are here this time. I don't know if you've them. been in there. It's just great to see them looking around, looking for more athletes to bring to their program and to visit the kids that they've already have on scholarship. It's very right. rewarding to watch this, if sitting back and watching all the scholarships. Well, that with are all those out. teams you have in there, they need to come here and recruit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Fantastic. And Davenport, Rob Rios, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very for much. Having Thanks us. for having us here. We appreciate it. The Net Live here at SCVA. It's the. Uh, Red Rock Rave. Red Rock Rave. Yeah. Red Rock Rave. I don't know. We're going to find out where that name came from. But we'll be raving later. <laughs> Wait. I saw this. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Your old, all right. All right. I like that. The oldest kid named it the Red Rock Rave. Gets credit for it. I like that. You know, they used to hold raves in one of the old event centers that I played in, in Vienna. Our home place would occasionally hold raves, and we had to go on the road and play a road match. Like your home gym where you would yeah, play? Yeah. Think about what a gym smells like after a rave. <laughs> so you get just, back, and there'd be glow sticks and oh, stuff like that. Everywhere, yes. Half-burned glow sticks hanging out, yes. All right, Rob Rios and, and Davenport checking out here on the Net Live. If you don't know a lot about our show, we have been on for a long time. We talk about volleyball. We have interviews with people from all around the sport. We do some of these. This is one of the rare on-site things that we get an opportunity to do. Uh, we've been to how many Final Fours now? Too many, I think, but I six, know. seven. I'm, I'm too old to Okay, uh, the NetLive Omaha, like yeah, we, now, yeah. We get out in December and do that, and we also stream most Mondays, we like to say. Most Mondays we get on air. It's not every Monday, and it will not be tomorrow, just to be Correct. clear. Correct, if it's a holiday or if you do yes. a live show from Vegas on Sunday. Although this will probably be online on the podcast available on right. iTunes and Spotify now. Spotify, I like yep. that. Now, you notice some of the topics we cover over here. You notice, Jeremy, there's one we do not cover. We apparently don't talk banner. about snow volleyball. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk because about snow. Because snow volleyball is stupid. Well, it's a thing, apparently. No, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's a way they're laundering money in Russia. That's what it is. It's not a thing. Hey, people are getting paid to play. Can yeah, I, can I go? I, if somebody, they need announcers. Look, if somebody offers me money, I'm going to play snow volleyball. All right. Well, if you don't know anything about us, uh, I'm Kevin Barnett. I'm a former volleyball player. I played at Pepperdine University, L.A. Pierce before that. Spent about 10 years on the national team. Now I do all kinds of different volleyball. I tell people my knees don't work, but my mouth still does. So I have to go out, and you if played, you have money, I will show up and talk. And you played in two Olympics. 
I did, 2000, 2004. And announced three of them? Announced the last three. Commentated, sorry. Yeah, Beijing. Where was I? Beijing. London. London, and now Rio. Rio. Yeah, and headed to Tokyo next year. So, yeah. uh, And those looking for the national team, they will make a return to NBC is what I'm hearing around the uh, The Chicago cooler. event this year? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, if you don't know Jeremy Roche, he's uh, been DJ on the AVP for now 15 years? Since 2003, whatever that math is. Oh, boy. 16 years it'll be starting up here in a couple weeks when we get going again. Started when I was five. Yeah, very good. (laughs) And he's also uh, his side hustle then. His main gig is the AVP, but his side hustle is the DJ for the Lakers. Yep. Uh, very nice of them to give me a little bit more of a break this summer and not go into the playoffs. That's very <laughs> and fewer consi- paychecks. Very considerate of Thanks them. a lot, yeah. LeBron. Yeah, that's all right. Give yeah. me some downtime before the AVP starts the first weekend in May. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we've hosted the show primarily together for about seven years now, I believe. I think yeah, you tricked in. me into being on the show. Correct. Correct. We brought Jeremy in to play music. Uh, now we can't play music because it's copyright violation, but he ends up co-hosting the show. So, sorry about that. Yeah. If anyone wants to join the show... You can take my place. We can bring you on. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, maybe a side... I think Renee's going to sub me out soon, which would be perfect. Will she? Oh, that'll yeah. be good. Well, let's bring up our next guest, because I see her out there in the crowd. Yes. I didn't see a crown. Disappointingly enough, I saw no tiara. <laughs> no sash. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, yes. yes. She does have it. The sash is coming up. Now, I'm going to try this, Jeremy. I'm okay. going to try this. Here we go. Oh, God. Tiana is the easy part. Yes. I got the Tiana part. Uh-huh. Now, here, she's going to tell me how I do here as, as she comes up. Tuamohaloa. Tuamohaloa? Yes. yes. Good job, Kevin. So, let me go to my notes here, though. I made some clever notes. Yeah, don't worry about that. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Either headset, whichever yep, one. Go ahead and grab whatever you want over you there. A uh, former Army brat, now living in Las Vegas, after living all over the United States. Uh, background: Samoan, Tongan, African American, Japanese, and Irish. Yes. So you're like you're like the whole Pacific. Basically. Plus some other influences. Grab your cord off your mic there. It's going to drag yeah. you down. There you there go. go. Perfect. That is uh, that is rather unique, and it comes from both sides of your family, right? Yes. Yes, so my mom is um, Samoan, Japanese, Irish, and I, I left out British. <laughs> I know. Well, it's kind of assumed with the it's Irish, kind of like but it's a touchy like, topic. Same difference. No, just put everything in there. Yeah, and then my dad is Tongan, Samoan, and black. Wow. Yeah, so I have cool. a whole world. And you played volleyball. I did. Then you got to pageantry while at UNLV. Yep. And now you're Miss Nevada. Miss Nevada. It's Congratulations. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I was just, um, I was a former athlete all throughout middle school and high school. Got to college. Was going to play at UNLV. Okay. Ruined my knees. Oh. So I had to find some. I know when you said. A few years later. Yeah. yeah. So um, I had to find something else productive to do with my time. And pageantry came about. Perfect. Yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. How do you get to do that? Yes. Is yeah. that weird? So jazz if I say pageantry, do I have to? <laughs> Do I have to get out of here? Is that, is that anything like doing my tattoos then? Well, no, she's a professional at it, and you're not. Oh, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, yeah, how, do you, how does that transition happen? How do you get into pageantry after playing sports Um. So, really, I started it because I needed something to do. I found that you can win scholarship money, so it really did help my family in that way. And then all of the philanthropic work that goes into it, you have a chance to kind of create your own platform. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I did was take my experience with sports and move it on over to the pageant side. Cool. Yeah. So my platform, Healthy Body, Healthy Mind, I basically go around town, talk to schools, boys and girls clubs, kind of educate, um, educate the students on how physical activity can benefit you mentally and just your overall well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. When you say philanthropy, how does that manifest itself for you? What are your areas of interest? 
Um, so, I mean, I my background's in sports. Like, my parents were, uh, my dad was a football coach and a volleyball coach. I have three brothers who all played football and volleyball as well. So um, I'm really just trying to create, I actually really want to do a field day. Do you guys remember old school oh, field yes, days? Yes, They're like non-existent. I don't, I don't know. Do kids even have PE class anymore? Not really. Kids, not enough. We used to have it every day. Now we have it like twice a week. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they, they don't even reach the required minutes in school with PE. So um, I really want my my platform to kind of be something very interactive and still fun. Um, and plus, I'm having fun because I love I love sports. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. What position did you play volleyball? Middle blocker. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. My knees hurt. My knees hurt every single day. I was sitting down there. I was like, oh. Was it an injury? <laughs> we'll get you on a roller. We'll get you on a Viper roller here. Our yeah. at high price. Was it an injury to the knees or just wear and tear? Pretty years? much wear and tear. Yeah. 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 That'll, that'll end your career real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stealing what you said. I wrote it down. My knees don't work, but my mouth still does. Yeah. <laughs> I might take that to Miss USA with me. I love oh, that. Oh, that would be amazing. I will quote you on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I will tune in. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so what does that look like? What does Becoming Miss Nevada do to your schedule, to the demands on you, and, and the whole next year? Um, so I won in January, okay. and we just it just got announced that Miss USA is in May, May 2nd. So we literally, every single day is just, um, is just prep, interview prep, um, your training, making sure you're working out, eating right, uh, staying updated on politics. So it's just an everyday, like, mental, mental thing for you. They, Plus, you're out there in the community. Yeah, they had to place some pretty heavy demands on you in terms of time. For sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of don't have any. But my, <laughs> my cousin's playing uh, in all of the... Hi, Caitlin. She's playing in there. Um, so I figured I'd make some time and come out. And plus, this is my right up my alley. Perfect. Yeah. What nice. club? What position? She's a middle blocker, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's good. She's amazing. She, is she wrapping her knees and rolling out and stretching to make sure? I don't know. Are you? No. Nope. Like no, nope, just sitting there. You don't there. want to run in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. No, I love it. I love it. So a place for volleyball for people to fit in. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been a, kind of a hot topic for people in, in terms of equality. And your multi-ethnic background is quite interesting for that. This seems to be another area of focus. Sure. Um, I, I feel like there, I think nowadays it's a, we're, I don't want to say tolerating, but we're really, I think, an accepting right. society um, and understanding. And I think with having such a diverse ethnic background, I can kind of pull from all sides. Um, and I use sports as my way during my formative years to really just lean on. Um, and I never felt outcasted in any way. And I don't know, I, I just think that's why sports are super important for, mm -hmm. for kids. It really doesn't teach you like what, what you look like, who you are, what, how you identify. Um, that doesn't dictate who you are as a person. So I think sports are super important in that aspect. I feel like every sports movie you see ends racism. Right, you go to from like back in the '60s where you had the all-white football team, uh -huh. and then it gets integrated, and then everybody loves each other. And it starts with sports, right? Because it's about yeah, just playing the game. Just it has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, right. It transcends all yep. the other Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been very interesting to watch the rise of particularly African American women in volleyball. Uh, it's been rather impactful all the way to the national team. You think about Faluka Akinrodawo mm -hmm. and, and many others. Daniel Scadahuda back uh, several years ago. Tara Cross Battle. I mean, you go on and on. On the men's side, it hasn't happened. And I continue to be mystified as why. Because that community has a lot of talent to offer, I think, for the sport of volleyball. Uh, absolutely. I think naturally they're just very athletic people. Um, I don't 
I'm Samoan, so really all I see are the Polynesians out there. Yep. Um, Another <laughs> totally unathletic group of people. Correct, yes. Yeah, not yeah. good at anything, <laughs> could never get in the NFL yeah. or dominate <laughs> at nearly every junior yeah. event I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I guess I never even noticed, to be quite honest, that they weren't, it wasn't incorporated as much. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing and, and something I hope changes. Yeah. Uh, but I think Great. part of it is just the attraction of basketball. Basketball is, is a very attractive sport. Yeah. I love basketball as well, and, and I ended up in volleyball. I was in basketball first. You're tall. Basketball has a nice Well, those are it. the sports that are a lot of times more um, like shown to kids at a younger age. Right? Like, I didn't know about volleyball until I yeah. got to high school. For sure. Me neither. Yeah. Sixth grade, I lived in Pullman, Washington. Um, oh, out on the Palouse. Yes, the Palouse. Um, and volleyball, that's when it was, I discovered volleyball. Yeah. Basketball really wasn't a thing up there. So. so what year is that? You're watching Washington State play. Did you ever go and watch the team there? Were they any good at the time? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Right. So that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> that means they weren't good at that time. Yeah. This was like 2004. Four or five. I Four think. or five. Yeah, they were off. They were off from where they yep. had been. Late nineties, they were really good, and they've gotten good again recently under Jen Greeny. Yeah. Yeah. Out on the Palouse. God, I haven't heard that name or name <laughs> yeah, in a while. I had yeah. thought about it. <laughs> okay, so Washington State. Where else? Um, Texas. Born in Kansas. Right. Oregon. In here, in Vegas. Wow. Um, yeah, my parents retired, then we moved down here. Okay. Have been here for fourteen years. What do you like about Vegas? Okay, so with Vegas, it's either. <laughs> It's either that it's was really, very telling. <laughs> no, it's either really good to you or it's not. It's okay. A, it's a it's a strange. It's a different town. Um, and Vegas has been so good to me. This is where I basically grew up, and you know, all my family's here, all my friends here. I went to school here, mm-hmm. so I love it. All right, if the parents are feeling a little trapped, if they're stuck here inside Mandalay Bay, they want to break out. They want to go to a good restaurant yes. down on the Strip. Where do they go? Your, what's say, your go-to? So it's not on the Strip, but it's still on Las Vegas Boulevard. Fine. It's right next door at Town Square, Lazy Dog. It's so good. I actually just took them there the other day. <laughs> we're getting nods of approval. Yeah, from it's the, so oh, good. Yes, yes. And just so you know, we're asking for us for later. Lazy that's Dog. That's where we're going. Perfect. Go to Lazy Dog at Town Square. It's bomb. I can walk there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Very Wait. good. Mm. Right, no, it's like a Vegas block. A Vegas block is like 10 normal blocks. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just, you know, one block that way. When you yeah. get in the cab and you say, I'm just going to the casino next door because it would take me 30 minutes to walk there as opposed to the two-minute exactly. drive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The cab, <laughs> I once rode around shooting footage for a new cabbie series here in Las Vegas. And if you remember Taxi Cab Confessions, remember that show yes. years ago? Oh, yeah. So that was focused on the passengers. Yeah. We were going to do something focused on the cabbies. So I actually ended up at YCS, which is one of the five gigantic cab companies that rule Las Vegas or did at the time back in 12. And I ended up in their offices for three days, just filming their drivers. Some of the most interesting. I can't imagine stuff the stories that the cab drivers oh know I mean, in Las Vegas. I get in an Uber, and it's interesting. So I can't Correct. imagine a taxi. Yes, <laughs> who yeah. they've been doing it for forty years. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 Hmm. What's next for you? Miss USA. I leave in two weeks. Okay. Um, we're there for two weeks, and Miss USA is on May second. So it's just a lot of prep for that. What right a now. weekend! Yeah. Huntington Beach, AVP. Yep. Women's Collegiate National Beach Championships in Gulf Shores. Yep, Alabama. Men's Indoor Championship at Long Beach. Long Beach. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, CIF State Playoffs for yep. California, for yep. Southern California, where a lot of that's happening. And now, <laughs> yep. Miss USA Pageant. Which we will well. be watching for when you quote Kevin on the show. I swear yeah. to God, I will. Perfect. I Perfect. swear I will. I wrote it down for a reason. I can't wait. <laughs> Would you also like me to show you my high heels moves? 
I think we'd all like to see that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Do we have a pair of 14s anywhere? Can we get? Oh, dang it, we can't. Jeremy will have to wait for next show. Oh, shoot. In Instagram stories. Check our yeah. Instagram stories yeah, for exactly. later. IG is going to be real good tonight about 1 a.m. Yeah. I'll get high heels Very for you good. if that's the case. All right. So you don't get out and play anymore? No, but um, I, that's why I want to do it for my, uh, my platform work. Because yep. for me, it's also really fulfilling. So I'm trying to incorporate that as much as I can. Um, but we definitely play as a family. You know, the awesome. Samoans with their barbecues every weekend. Nice. Yeah, we go to the park and play for sure. Perfect. So if people want to get more information on you and learn more about your platform, where should they go? Sure. Um, well, you can actually, everything's social media driven. So you can actually follow me on social media or on Instagram at Tiana. Tumohiloa. It's kind of long. So just go to at Miss USA and you can find me on there too. Um, all my info's on there. And we'll tag you in one of our posts later today. For so sure. hopefully people can just click, follow, and go from there. And I want to see a boomeranger video in you, with your 14 inch uh, heels. Or 14 I, I will buy high heels for him. Yeah, okay. They're available in <laughs> WeHo. We go to oh, WeHo. We will make it happen. It's yeah. Vegas. They have them. Yes. I've needed heels for a while to go with my dress. I have a nice black dress. <laughs> Swooping in the back, Jeremy. It's funny. He's not, <laughs> Swooping. He's not joking. That's the sad part. <laughs> Tiana, thank you. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Thank appreciate you. Cool. And good luck, Nevada. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. To Yeah. I'm impressed. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Cool. It's like once you say Eric Fanoi Moana that first time. Yeah. Then you get, then it's fine after that. Dude, people just stop at Fanoi all the time. Well, when there's 36 letters in the name, you get, it's a panic. Full it, panic. It is. Yeah. It is. Tiana, thank you. That was, that was really fun. Uh, I think we have somebody else out here too as well. Torrent, are you here? Yes. There he is. Yes. You got more applause than we got when we started the show. Have, I don't understand. You have to bring your own fan you're base. You're a popular individual. He's traveling around with his whole team. Bring yeah. your own fan well, base. Well, if you bring 28 people and you're the one getting on the show. Yeah, then, that's uh, perfect. Torin Cheltenham, right? That, that is correct. That's much easier. Thank you for that. Uh, so is Barbosian correct? I mean, it's kind of Game of Thrones-ish. <laughs> or is it our Barbadian? Barbadian. Barbadian. Or Barbadian. Barbadian, or you yeah. can say Bajan. A Beijing. Yeah, the Islanders, we oh. call it I'll say that's how you Beijing. say it. That's how we say it. Yes. We played in Barbados before. You have? Yes. Oh, very cool. Yes. There was some guy on the team. What year was that? Uh, oh, that's a good question. What year? 2001. Okay. Okay. 01, 02 national team season. Mm -hmm. One of the funniest things that's ever happened. Yeah. So we're playing. It's a Norseka event. It's a mm -hmm. qualifier for a world event. Mm -hmm. We are playing in this gym, big, you know, like, like a giant high school gym. Really nice. You know, both sides. Lots of fans. On one side, there's a wall and there's a window, big, mm -hmm. long glass window. At some point, the lights flicker, and you start to see electric like, colored popping, that kind of greenish popping in the windows. And you, you see it like, pa, 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 pa. And then you see three guys run <laughs> from left to right. <laughs> and then you see more popping, pa, 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 pa. And you see three guys sprint back the other direction, and the lights go out. In the gym. In the gym. Wow. Somehow they got them back on. I don't know. We went outside. I literally had a hot dog mid-match. Mm -hmm. And we're waiting outside. I'm like, I don't know when we're going back in fully. And we came back in, warmed up, and had to continue playing. And nobody got electrocuted that you're aware of. Not that I'm aware yeah. of. But there was smoke rising from the wall. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. Hey, the hot dog lady is still there. <laughs> and it was good. It is very. Yeah, I good. was not sad about it. I know it's funny because I um, I played on the Norseka circuit as well with yeah. our national team. What year? Um, I started my stint with the national team 2007. So I came Later. out here, okay. Irvine, and then Puerto Rico, and then that same year I think they had Olympic qualifiers. I think you might have been retired or. Oh yeah, uh, I was. I was out by 04. Oh okay. Or five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just, just good opportunities, especially um, getting to play the national team that year. They did win the gold 2008 because um, 
we played them in Puerto Rico for the Olympic qualifiers. Right. That year, they didn't get an automatic bid through Worlds. So it's kind of fun running into those guys, and, you know, you end up playing the, the team that wins the Olympics. So it's always a good story. So um, just great opportunities. Yeah. Where's, your, where's your heavy Barbadian accent? It's, it's in there. So when you get around the family, Bahamian, it comes right? out, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's always one of those things um, I consider it a professional courtesy. I'd rather not have to repeat myself. Uh, <laughs> well, give us a little bit, though. Uh, yeah. So I would say, like, um, everything that's going on here is just another part of a bigger scheme, you know? So just a lot of broken English, a lot of chopped mm-hmm. up words. Like, if you give me okay. a sentence, I'll, I'll kind of... It's not quite pigeon. From Hawaii. Uh, it's, it's pigeon-ish. Pigeon-ish? But, okay. Yeah. But it's, okay. It's Beijing. Vision. That's, that's the best. That's the best uh, I enjoyed the food in the water when I was there. Huh. Perfect. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. I oh need to go. Oh, my God. The water is yeah. unbelievable. We actually went down for a tournament. Mm-hmm. We played the tournament. And mm-hmm. then the team, like, I think we were splitting up at the end of the year. We stayed an extra week. Myself, Tom oh, Hoff, and go. the wives, we just stayed an extra week in Barbados. Nice. There you go. And I drove on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> a lot for the first time. Yeah, you get used to it after a turn while. Turn on my, my windshield wipers all the time. Trying to turn right. Trying to turn. Yeah. Clean the windshield wipers. Yeah. Fix the indicator. Yeah. <laughs> I, hear I hear you. So tell us a little bit about your story then. You, uh, you're the owner and director of Oasis Volleyball Club. Mm-hmm. And where is that located? Uh, that's in Garden Grove. And we border mm-hmm. Garden Grove, Huntington Beach. Okay. So just kind of right on the cusp of both of them. Um, this is our second official year. Um, for myself, oh, brand I've... brand new. Yeah. So brand, brand, brand new. Um, I've been in the club scene for about eight years. Um, worked with the junior national team back in Barbados for a while. And then um, I was working with the club and branched out and formed Oasis. Um, just one of those things where I felt like uh, my wife and I, who's here with us, um, and my son, <laughs> um, I felt like we had something that we really wanted to offer the community and just kind of we saw volleyball in a different light and wanted to make sure that we gave the kids the experience that uh, we feel like they deserved, and um, that's just kind of where the whole concept of Oasis came from, you know? And did you feel like that was missing in that area? Um, I, I think because it's so heavy Orange County, there's a club on every corner, but for us, um, something that we do differently is that we really try to emphasize working with all of our athletes, and I know sometimes a lot of the ones teams or those elite athletes, those are the only ones that get looked at, but for us, we really see the potential in all the athletes and put the time into each of them, regardless of one, two, three, whatever team you may be on. We're making sure that you get your money's worth when you come to our program. So it's just full development. And what have you found with SCBA and the tournaments there? What has that helped allowed for your club? How have you guys grown together? Um, it's interesting because when I first... Um, encountered SCVA, it was from an official standpoint, because I also officiate volleyball mm. as well. Okay. Um, so I came up as an official and then eventually got into coaching because um, one of my friends asked me to come and work with his program. And um, so I knew SCVA well from that sense, but seeing it as a club director, it's so fulfilling because they're so helpful as far as the growth aspect. Um, they're always willing to answer the questions. Um, for us, we like to try to be on time with our, you know, just our paperwork and just trying to stay on top of it. And I think they appreciate that as well. And it's just been super helpful just getting all the information, all the things that we need to do to be successful and to grow as a club within the area. Harder to track a volleyball or a shuttlecock? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, a shuttlecock for sure. <laughs> national team badminton. Yeah. Definitely national team badminton. Um, that was my sport before volleyball. 
and I also ran track. Um, I played six years with the Barbados national team. I've also traveled the world with them. I had world junior ranking at one point. And in badminton, you're talking in about. Badminton, yeah. In badminton. In badminton. You this did is, your research yeah, for the show. Yeah, you did. Yeah. This, is, this is all before. How did you get into badminton? Uh, one of my friends from I, Botswana. I like, how, I like how he says it right and we say it wrong. <laughs> what did we say? He says badminton. Badminton. Yeah, um, we, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> badminton. Badminton. Hey. Okay, so from Botswana? Yeah, my, one of my buddies from Botswana. Um, his dad married um, his mom and they moved back to Barbados and we went to the same high school. He turned out to be one of my best friends and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go play. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll come try it out. Why not? Okay. You know. And it just kind of took off from fun. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's all how kids get into sports. Like, oh, my friends are playing this. Mm-hmm. I'll go play that, oh, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, with that, it just translated into my arm swing for volleyball. It, it, was, it was just kind of night and day. So You could hear it a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. You heard it a little bit on the day. But, see, that's the funny thing we were talking about gym class earlier. Yeah. My exposure to badminton began in gym class. Mm. Yep. And I used to play in, in class, and we happened to have a couple of women because we didn't have boys badminton, but we had girls. Mm-hmm. And the girls, a couple older girls, were in there, and they were on the team. Mm-hmm. So I got to play against them all the time, and that was super fun. I ended up being friends with them, but it's a super fun sport to play. I just like that I learned that that's the sport you should play to train for volleyball. Uh, exactly, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, you get the arm swing down, no worries. What about beach badminton? Is that a thing? No, that's not a thing. It should be. It's not a There's thing. beach tennis. Well, the, the beach badminton, the picnic badminton. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, we're, we're, we're yeah. on tough yeah. territory. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Sensitive. I feel it. Yeah. 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 Well, hey. It's like a don't pick at that scab right Look, there. Look, he knows people in like volleyball, they're like, oh, I play in my church league. I could play on the national team, right? Like, <laughs> totally. He knows. He's sensitive yeah. about it too. No, I hear you. Picnic badminton. Picnic badminton. Yeah. Anything with a pink thing. shuttlecock, no right. good, right? <laughs> no good. <laughs> Any neon colored. Right. So, how long did you play that for? Because you said you are on the national team? Um, yeah, I was on the national team. So I played from 2000 to 2007. Okay. And it was literally when I was going through that transition. So I was a junior transitioning into my senior stint on the badminton team. And um, we were just kind of going through some organizational ups and downs. And yeah. I think it was just that time. And um, funny enough, we used to compete at the, not compete, we used to train at the same facility as the junior national volleyball team. Does it have a window up high? It's, it's probably the yeah. same place. Yeah. It's the national, <laughs> you know, the national gymnasium. Um, and it just kind of all connected and we were on a water break and I just went over cause we were all friends and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, go hit, go hit the ball or whatever. You had one and swing and they're I, like, wow. you know, I just, all it was, was a step close. <laughs> the, TV movie, the, the TV movie comes out yeah. next month. <laughs> one, two swing. One, two, yeah. boom. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. But see all those years of badminton, he plays all the time and you know, you'd think the sport would give him something. They gave him volleyball. They gave me volleyball. No, well, then he goes over to volleyball and he gets a wife. Hey, Rebecca, uh, yeah, right away, true. right yes. away. I mean, you get nothing for all these years. You go over and all of a sudden, pow, you're on your way. So 100%. T- how did you guys meet in this terms of uh, We met at Hope International. We both went to the same school. And I heard you mention you went to Pierce. I got a little I uh, did. Long Beach rivalry. So You got, Long, some, Long you got some beef? A little LBCC? Oh, yeah. LBCC rivalry, oh, uh, yeah. state champs, 08, you know. Oh, really? Oh, you're, yeah. you're down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Yeah, that's 20 years after I left Pepperdine. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, Kevin like looks it. good for 85 years old. <laughs> just in case you want yeah, to. Yeah, I've got Dick go. Clark's disease. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's yeah. like Homer Simpson's disease. Why well, I me? Mean, exactly. exactly. Now we have a 10-month-old who's probably going to congratulations eat, sleep, and breathe volleyball as well. So. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Forever doomed. 
I know. Liv- lives in the gym. <laughs> lives in the gym. So it's great. Right. He's awesome. So does Rebecca play as well? Rebecca plays as well. She was an opposite. We both were opposites. And okay. um, yeah. She's, she's the one that the kids need to be scared of when we coach. You know? <laughs> I might be the loud one. She's the one that gets the job done. So. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. So what's the future for Oasis? What are you, what's your big push this year? Um, our big push this year is just continuous development. Um, I think a lot of our teams are doing really well. Um, we have two teams within the gold in um, SCVA. Or sorry, one's in gold, one's in um, silver on the verge of gold. Um, one of those tiebreakers we were hearing about earlier. Oh, gosh. Oh, we had one on the first day, so it's, it's rough. Um, but, yeah, we just, just want to continue to grow and just want to continue to, to get our kids better. I think a lot of families, once they come with us, they end up staying because they, they feel like their kids are getting better. And I know we talk to parents here and there, and they, they, they're saying, yeah, their team's doing well, but their players, their athletes are not necessarily developing. And for me, that's a big problem. You're spending so many years working with these kids and you know just in the sport you would hope that you know you get a little bit more personal growth out of it and that's kind of one of the things that we really try to push out oasis there has to be some kind of personal growth you need to be better when you leave us and that's just one of the things that we really expect from our athletes what's the biggest challenge running a club on your own (sighs) on my own i feel like there's never enough time (laughs) yeah There's, there's never enough time and um it's, you know, it's, it's sometimes it feels thankless, but um, when you get the rewards, when you actually see the kids excel and they, you know, they really take what you have to say to heart, um, I just think that's, that's the more rewarding part. Um, I actually ran into one of the very first kids that I coached at a competitive level. Uh, her and her family moved to Idaho and she found out that one of my parents were here and then she found us and just super exciting to me that I mean that speaks that speaks volumes I think she was 12 when when I first coached her and now she's playing opens and doing well getting ready to go to college so that's the moments that we because sometimes it's a long process you could teach a kid something now it may not click for a few more years and then they realize how much it meant to them Mm -hmm. and they come back and let you know later Mm -hmm. so it's not like you don't see the result right away and you may never see the result but it's a very rewarding thing, I'm sure, when they yeah. come seek you oh, out like 100%. that. 100%. And I think that's a big part of it, too. You've got to understand that it is a process. Yeah. And I think a lot of our society sometimes want quick fixes. And it's, it's never a quick fix to be great. And that's, that's what we strive for. That's what Oasis is striving for right now as a smaller club looking to grow and just, you know, be a dominant force within SCVA. So. People ask you where you're from. What do you say? Barbados. Okay. I know it's a garden grove. No. Seems like a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. Nothing against Garden Grove, but no, it's not just, Barbados. It's not Barbados. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey. hey, Garden Grove, do you have like mid-80s temperature and almost 90-degree bath water? <laughs> Crystal clear right off? No, you don't. No, no. you don't. Sorry, Sorry. you're not Barbados. The turtles, hey. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They might swim with you sometimes. True. Right? Yeah. Very good. Torin, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, thank appreciate you so much. Good Grace. luck. Oasis Volleyball Club. Hey, if people want to know about Oasis, where do they go? Uh, they can go to oasisvolleyball.com or they can follow us online on Instagram and Facebook at OasisVBC. BBC, I like it. Do you have a crest? I do have a crest. This yes. right here. Yes. Perfect. Okay, we need All that right. on a shield. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> or a agree. flag, maybe a sigil. A flag. Yeah. Game, that would of be throne. Game of Thrones. Now. <laughs> I can't wait, man. It's like seven days away. I hey, know. don't tempt me. That might be a good idea. Seven days Why away. Why not? That would yeah. be great. Yeah. Banners are flying. You go by Oasis. <laughs> it's like the two, the two flag ends. Yep. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd All be right, awesome. Guys. Well, thank Tourism. you. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it very much. Owner and director of Oasis Volleyball Club here at SCVA, Red Rock Rave. I don't know how how much to heart we should take that rave part. I don't know if you could hear it on the headsets, but like now when he leaves, all our crowds are going to leave because they were all cheering for him. He brought them all. Yeah, he brought them all. There they go. Well, thanks for being here.
I see Brad Keller, but we should just end the show now. There's not going to be a crowd. For well, us. we've already peaked. I mean, we don't want to go downhill with Brad. I mean, it's true. I mean, we've got Alex Dunphy, so she's going to have to balance him out. That's and is that okay? There, that's an SC and a UCLA person standing really close to each other. Like, Well, that's the idea. See, we've gone to that new Kramer format. You remember when he grabbed the old set out of the trash yes. and put it in his apartment? That's what we're doing now. It is. It's all animals. And conflict. It's not a net live show unless you reference some uh, old TV show. Yeah, that's what all. Well, you should have heard last night, USC, UCLA. Yeah. I did it last night on the men's volleyball side. UCLA losing at Galen Center for the second consecutive year. Probably because they didn't have Brad Keller yeah, on the Brad bench. Yeah, Brad wasn't on the bench. They lost for the second consecutive year, but it's that same thing where I'm by myself for five sets. So Parabola made the broadcast. <laughs> of course it did. As well did uh, several energy states for molecules and how to get your molecules more excited in a closed system, Jeremy. Got to do what you got to do. An Kevin. exothermic reaction. <laughs> so if you had exothermic making the broadcast more than once, if you had the over on that, yeah. congratulations, you're the winner. I'm going to need a dictionary when I listen to you do shows. Uh, great moment, actually, last night. So SC is down. Yep. They're struggling. All of a sudden, some dude is in the middle of their, their huddle right there in the scrum, like yelling at him, getting them all fired up. Bald head, huge shoulders, super buff. I'm like, oh, my God, King Kong Bundy. I, know, I said, George the Animal Steel. Yeah. George the Animal Steel is getting USC fired up. Look at that. Boy, I didn't know you brought George the Animal Steel to a match. <laughs> so it turns out that that's their guy, uh, Schultz's last name, Coach Schultz. He's their weight coach. Oh, like their strength and he, conditioning strength guy? Strength conditioning coach. Yeah. And he, they love that guy. And he's in there, so someone must have texted him. And he showed we, we up. We did it a couple times. Yeah. No, someone must have texted him during the match. We talked about Georgie Animal Steel a couple times. We, me. Yes. And at one point, he walks by and he passes me on the shoulder between matches, like between sets, like, "Hey, Georgie Animal Steel, <laughs> dude, I can't get the Rock or yeah. something no. or jo John Cena." I'm like, "No, you're a legend, bro." He wants a more current uh, reference. I think King Kong Bundy is who I was trying to think of, but I went with Georgie Animal Steel. That's fine, and I think the he Rock, was very he, much King Kong Bundy. The Rock is a legend, so that would have been okay if you went that route. Yeah, well, King Kong Bundy is too. That's part of the the original start. Nice. Hey, look, that's Mike Seeley too, the artist formerly known as Mike Seeley, head coach of UCLA. Saw those guys earlier in the year. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go rivalry matchup. <laughs> You're listening to the Net Live here on, what are we on anymore nowadays? Facebook Live? That's what we're on. We're not on. We're no. on VolleyballMag.com as well. iTunes. Are we still recording? Spotify. Yes, we're still working. Okay. iTunes, Spotify. Free pod. And, uh, and here at the Red Rock Rave. In Las Vegas, as we have sitting down now, uh, it's almost like a post-match press conference. Brad has his water out. He's all pitted out. We have a daughter of a legend who has cut her own path in the sport of volleyball because she had to. She was forced. No opportunity to ever play another sport, ever to be anything Correct. else. It was not allowed in the house. Only no. volleyball. You will be in volleyball. Alex Dunphy, who played at USC and is now coaching there. Right? Well, yes. Is yes. all that true? <laughs> And alongside her, Brad Keller. Yeah. I don't know. Hi, guys. <laughs> Son of Jules Keller, pride and joy of Jules Keller, and aforementioned uh, a few years ago, savior of many kittens <laughs> out of a burning building, a former assistant coach and associate head coach for the men's side at UCLA who has gone to the women's side. He's now associate head coach for the women, but he did not change universities. He is still at UCLA. Also knows how to operate a wheelchair. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Yes, yeah. he does. Yes, I really do. Injured yeah. in a freak accident. Yep. <laughs> Saving kittens from a burning building. That's correct. That's the story yeah. we went with. Yeah, he jumped three floors down. It seemed like a bad idea, but, you know. That was actually how Brad and I got to know each other. 
I didn't really know Brad that well, and sometimes I take liberties with people. You started making fun of him when he was in a wheelchair? Uh, yes, but first I took him and ran him around the court. It Full was speed. really funny, actually. I almost tipped him over. Yeah. With, without knowing you, some strange guy comes oh, up yeah. and starts wheeling you around well, the court? I knew, I knew of him. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that, those are two different things. And I could see his personality. I mean, his personality just came right on out when he saw the wheelchair. <laughs> I was like, what is this? His eyes slid up. I will say, though, you asked. You're like, hey, may I do this? Like, you were good about it. Oh, good. I don't remember being I know. But listen, you did a good job with that. You're like, you know what? I'd like to do this. Are you open to this? It was a respectful ask. Can I wheel you around the court? And I was like, yeah, of course you can. You're you're KB. Dude. Got to do that. I like that. I like that attitude. Oh, Oh, we forgot to give our guy a hat on the way out. That's right. We'll find find him again. Don't worry about it. Forgotten the hats. (laughs) We have all these hats. Yeah. Take as many as you as you as you leave. Feel free. Uh, you know what? This one right the here. Net is, live. Uh, yeah, that one's going to you. No. Alex Dunphy, you wear hats. Sure. Net live hat. <laughs> Who knew you would get? Are you in volleyball just for the free swag? Like, how long have you been on the free swag train, Alex? Um, I first started getting some capas in the, the elementary school. Capas. <laughs> yeah. So That's back when you and I used to jump on the trampoline and miss dinner. No joke. Whoa! 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 Yeah, uh, you guys have known each other for a while. So yeah. I'm, I'm a f- well, junior, but my first year at Pepperdine, we go for dinner. <laughs> nice, Brad, looking good. We go for dinner at the Dunphy House, first time I've ever been there, up on the ranch. And we're out goofing around. Alex is what, probably 10-ish? 97. Yeah. No, 96. 12. 95, 96, yeah. So everybody's goofing around. We're out, you know, where we're throwing stuff, playing with the dogs, and jumping on the trampoline, double bouncing and whatnot. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, dinner is served, and Alex and I are still goofing around. Like, wait a minute, I go in. All the dinner's gone. All the goulash has been eaten. Well, that's what you get for having fun, Kevin. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter Kodachi. Peter Kodachi. Who's your, who's your favorite player ever from Pepperdine? Oh, gosh. Not named Barnett. <laughs> oh, man. That's a tough one. I have a lot. Okay. Well, you can name a few. Jonathan Winder's probably on this list. Jonathan Winder. Yeah. yeah. Keith Barnett. <laughs> Keith's great. Yeah. No one's favorite Bo player. Daniels. I heard he was a legend. There's a lot of great people that have come through. Okay. Yeah. And you get travel the world too. What yeah. was it like for you? Because your dad was coaching Pepperdine, had forever, moved and became our assistant coach in the national team from 99 through 2000. And you guys lived in Colorado Springs. Yep. And you went to high school in Colorado Springs for a year. What was that change like for you at that time? Um, I remember not wanting to leave. And uh, he said, hey, I've talked to my players and told them I'm going to take a leave of absence, and they're okay with it. And I remember that's kind of how he told me. Like, hey, I've yeah. already talked to the Pepperdine team. I'm going to take a two-year leave of absence. Did he check with you? I'm like, So he said, if Sweet. my players were okay with it, you <laughs> yeah. should be okay I with it? I remember I'm like, this is kind of a bummer. But actually, it turned out to be this great thing. I went to a bunch of different countries and got to travel um, a lot that summer with the men's national team. So it turned out to be the coolest experience ever. But at the time, you know, like you're in the eighth grade and you just – Friends are a big deal. Yeah. So you started high school in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Two years or a year and a half and then came back. Yeah. I've got some pretty funny footage of us in Italy. (laughs) Yeah. We're along the coast in Palermo. It was a really good trip. Margie Hunt, she was basically in charge of you for the whole trip, right? Our trainer. (laughs) Yeah. Did you ever tape ankles? I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) I don't think so. No, that's good time. So why did you play at SC? Top flight program, Pac-12 program, national title. Yep. Oh, Just one. Three or 2003. four? You're in the three. Okay. And, and then why stay in volleyball? You know, I wasn't sure that I wanted to coach. You know, I had been around it and with my dad, and I'd watched a lot of the matches, traveled. But then I just started um, 
helping his program after I graduated and I was in graduate school and I started, I taught myself how to do data volley and um, I just started thinking like, hey, this is really great. Like every day is a lot of fun. And we happened to be really good that year in 2008. So it's like, oh man, winning is easy. It happens all the time and all the guys are cool. This is great. Like I definitely want to coach. And um, turns out there's a little more to it than just hanging out with fun people. But it's a, it's a pretty rewarding job and like every day was really neat and so like my dad would tell me one of the great things about coaching is you get to the pe pick the people you go through life with and it's just this really special um, career and so turns out you know after so many years I I was right there with them and I wanted to do it you went to Miami first yeah University with of Miami Keno? yeah Jose Keno. Gondara that's right what did you He's take from that experience um, you know he actually he taught me a lot about recruiting and um, also just about training people. He was really, compared to my dad, which was a little more live play and kind of the game teaches the game, um, kind of was a little more specific and intentional, um, especially with training some of the skills. I, le I learned a lot from him about how to train certain skills. Yeah, he's, he's a great coach. Brad, pull that mic in a little bit closer to you and, and tell me what, what's about your approach unique in terms of recruiting? I know something you've gone from the men's game now to the women's game, and what do you think you're bringing over to the women's side? Uh, I don't think I'm bringing anything different than anybody else. I don't really know what everyone else is doing yet. So at the end of the day, you can show them all the shiny stuff. You can do all these elaborate things, but until you actually have a true, genuine connection and care for that kid and know and understand that your university, whatever it is, is the right fit for that or a good platform for that kid, then I think that's kind of where the meat and potatoes are of recruiting. You have to find that, and that's different ways. So, but you gotta cultivate a really genuine, authentic relationship. And how does SCVA help with that, with their programming? SCVA in general? Yeah. I just think it's opportunities to be, you know, around all of us. I think that all of us able to train a lot of these kids and, um, our camps, there's a whole bunch of avenues that a kid can go and be around us because, for example, if, if, you're, if you're a recruit and you're coming in, you, you may like her style better than my style or vice versa or you like that color better than this color. There's all these little small it things happens. that triggers. It so happens, yeah. It can, yeah. You might feel compelled to wear a half shirt. Uh, yeah, well, half shirt, yeah. Very no, popular absolutely. in the Los Angeles area. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but I don't know if there's any special thing. I think, I think the real... A creative part of this is to find different ways to connect. I think that's the biggest thing. So, and is that with the players and the parents? Or are you focused more I think it's on everybody? Got it. I think it's finding different ways to connect and making sure. The last part of this is is that you can recruit somebody, but you need to fulfill your promise too. That's another factor that I think that we have to really be great at because a lot of times I've seen people where they recruit a kid. And that kid commits, and all of a sudden, they don't talk to those coaches anymore. Hmm. Like, it's done. Like, the relationship has just kind of gone stale. And I just think that that's, you, it, in order to be genuine all the way through, like she said, you, you get to pick the people you get to be around. And these kids that we get to recruit keep us young. I think that's the greatest part is I never have to grow up. I, I think get you to live in a kid. time vortex. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it, keeps you it keeps you alive. It keeps you thinking. It ke it just, it, it's, I enjoy going to work every single day because you're in an environment where it's the biggest transition of their life. It's from childhood to adulthood, the biggest transition. 
It's a 65-year-plus decision. I'm still in childhood. So, well, that's a good thing, though. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's a great thing. I never got to the other endpoint. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to work in that environment. It's a pretty cool thing to do. So it's easy to talk to people about that stuff. So, Brad, you're also a child of volleyball, yes? I'm a child of volleyball, child of golf and volleyball. I played a lot of different things, but golf and volleyball stuck. Okay. Jules Keller, didn't she run a volleyball club? She, uh, yes. Yes, she, she did. So we started, so in 2000, we started the Beta Bay Volleyball Club. My brother wanted to play. He was like 14 years of age. Yeah. And we were just going to train him and do like a couple camps, and then I was going to send him down to play for either SCVC, Balboa, whatever club was down there. And then all these kids walked through the, to, uh, through the door. And they all were saying, we want to start this. And my brother goes, I don't want to go down to L.A. Let's start it here. So we had one team and then turned to three teams and turned to eight teams, ten teams, twelve teams. And then we were able to do that. Um, that was a really good time because that club with about four or five other clubs, NCVC, Diablo Valley, CCVC, kind of really got NorCal Volleyball going. Like really kind of catapulted it to now there's... Uh, there's like 60 clubs MVVC up there. Is very MVVC, good. Yeah. yeah. Beta Bay is usually very yep. good. You know, there's just a lot of clubs and there's just a lot of growth up there. And so I personally take pride in that. My mom takes a lot of pride in that. All the coaches that have been involved up there take pride in that. It, I think it's a great thing. I remember a Jack FM commercial in L.A., and it was right before the USC-UCLA football game. And it said, with all the talk about USC-UCLA football, what about Pepperdine? <laughs> and that was the end. Was like, that was the commercial? That's, yeah, that's not cool. Thanks a lot. So, Alex, if you're a child of Pepperdine, why go to SC? That's a great question, Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the colors. Can't remember that far back. No. <laughs> um, I think I like the chance to compete at the highest level at that time. They had a good program, and I thought we had a shot at winning. And... Uh, Good school, good education. Always, when, I think when you're born and raised and you know something, you want to try something a little different. But I wasn't ready to go maybe like Midwest or something like some of the athletes do now. Okay. All right. Yeah. And why go back? You got the opportunity to come back um, as a coach. I had always wanted to go back. So anyone I talked to in coaching, you know, I had been at a few places. I was really fortunate to work with some good coaches. And anyone I would talk to, this was kind of a dream job. And I just put it out there into the world, hoping something good would happen. And this is a school that I always wanted to work for. And Spoke so, it into existence. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> um, so I feel really grateful that it worked out. It's fun to be back. Now, I want each of you to answer this question, but we'll start with Brad. What are you looking for when you're watching kids play here and you're maybe seeing a kid for the first time? What are you looking for? That's a great question. Um, the Aside from thing, the obvious, yeah, like, so okay, you hammer yeah. a ball. I mean, that's the one thing everybody thinks of. I want to see the passion, the motor. I want to see how you interact with people. Um, I'm looking for everything besides the hit. I'm there because okay. you hit the ball. So I'm already there. So we're not, we don't have to deal with that stuff. I, I know what that is. It's going to be about the total person. What does everyone say about you? How do you react when you make a mistake the next 10 to 15 seconds? Uh, what... How do you talk to your teammates when a teammate makes a terrible play in a real crucial situation? Mm -hmm. What do you, how do you react to that situation? How do you bring a teammate up with you? How do you talk to refs? How do you deal with your parents? Um, do you look at the coach when they talk to you? 
There's so many little things to watch that kind of create what, who that person is, and it matters. It matters. Um, we can always say these buzzwords, we want competitive people, we want this, we want that, but at the end of the day, you want people that are willing to work and willing to fail and willing to be great people. And that's a lot more than just how they hit a ball. And Alex, you guys have a program now that you're trying to build under a new head coach. Yep. So what are you looking for? The external, some of the stuff Brad touched on. What are you looking I'm, at? I'm pretty much with Brad. I think there's two parts. One, do you have the potential to be the best player in your position, maybe in the country? You know, do you have the talent? And whether that be serve, receive, attacking, whatever. Um, do you have the potential to be one of the best point scorers? You know, and then after that, it's exactly what Brad said. is just are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? So we always want people that are leading the charge. And typically, I think that elite athletes are optimistic and they – want to win and they always expect to win and they think they can win and so that exactly you know everything brad mentioned they're doing all of these things to try to win encouraging teammates listening to coaches you know the list goes on and on but i think ultimately it's like they're cautiously optimistic and they just go hard they want to go and they want to win and if and if they don't they're disappointed and uh, i think that's okay because it just shows that they tried so hard to get there and then flipping it for the parents so your interaction with the parents what are you looking for when you interact with parents just, I think, like, mostly what, here we can't talk to them at the tournament, but you can just make sure that they're being supportive and um, that they're not kind of leading, leading them astray. Like, a good example for their son or daughter. I, I wanted to add to that whole thing. We want kids that want to be there, that, that crave to be on that court. They want, to, they, they want to come upstairs and hang out in the office. They want to talk volleyball. I never understood this, by the way. I never understood when someone said, you're done with the day of work. And then you go home, they go, don't talk about volleyball. Like, whatever we do, don't talk about volleyball. I'm going, that's all I want to talk about. That's all I want to do. I don't want to talk about you liking the Knicks because the Knicks suck. I want to talk about volleyball. <laughs> no one likes the Knicks anyway. I agree. Because <laughs> they suck. That's right. Yeah. But I just I, I Sell think the that, team. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think that having people like that make it amazing. How did you become a volleyball junkie? Uh, so when I was young, I was a NorCal kid, and I actually played for LAAC back in the day. So I would play on – there was no volleyball. No, LA Athletic Club, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I would go down, and I would play during the summers to these teams, these, these all-star teams. It was awesome. Uh, Brandon Taliaferro, George Romain. Yeah, they were the year above. So Peter Cardacci all on one team. Oh, I remember oh, watching yeah. that team in San Jose. It was, out San Jose. So we yeah. were – I was on the 16s team. Well, I was watching my year. younger brother play. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was – so being a part of that was really fun. And when you're in NorCal and you pulled up Volleyball Magazine, you read about all these people. So they had a Fab 50. So I would go, oh, who's that guy? And I would go find that guy because they're talking about him. You know, this – we live in a different world. We just pull up video on anybody. Mm -hmm. We can see anybody now. Back then, you couldn't see anybody. You right. would have to go find these people. And when you found them and you heard about the legends of these people, and you, when you, when when you, you heard about George, George Romain, Romain for the first you, yeah, time, when you see George Romain for the first time, <laughs> you go, well, I'm never going to be that good. That's real clear. <laughs> George Romain, six foot eight, 255 pounds, never lifted a weight a day in his life, about 5.5% body fat, touched 12-2. And could run faster backwards than you can run forward. That's right. Well, especially you, but also me. Yes. <laughs> especially me. <laughs> Unless you're pushing me in the wheelchair. Correct. Then we have a chance. Then we have a fighting yes. chance. <laughs> no, that's an interesting point that you had to find those people yeah. back in the day. And now it is. You get to see the video yeah. of 
whoever so the, easy. the tour du jour is of that day yeah. in terms of volleyball it's spikes. It's so easy. Yeah. And, and the thing was, is it, for me, it was a dream to work at UCLA because you heard about Al Skates. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to meet Al Skates. Mm-hmm. And then I've got phone messages from Al Skates, are the best phone messages ever now. <laughs> you know, he's just one of us, and he's one of the best personalities. In between rounds of stories. golf, he tells you yeah, what's going on. Yeah, he's got the best on. stories yeah. ever, and that's someone that I idolized when I grew up. Karches, all those people. I mean, so you get to be around those environments, like an SC or UCLA. You get to be around those personalities, the personalities. Yeah. It's so it's, it's a great world. <laughs> you had to seek them out. All Alex yep. had to do was walk down the hall and find Dad. <laughs> uh, Marv Dunphy, a legend in this business, but did that stop you from not listening to him when you were younger? Uh, no, I think, I don't know. You would probably know better than me. I think I was okay. <laughs> I tried to listen. I think I was a good kid. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I remember he used to tell me all the time, you can just kind of sit here and watch video and just be you know, kind of like hang out and watch like the team would be watching film. And he's like, as soon as you start to chat or bounce the ball or whatever, you just got to leave. So I just sit there forever and like hours and hours and hours go by and I'm just watching video with different players. <laughs> like, oh, man, I don't know how many people would do that these days, but it's fun. How do you? Oh, go ahead. Do you find yourself in huddles saying things that exactly like your dad would uh, say? <laughs> For sure. Marvisms. <laughs> For best. sure. I can recognize them when other people say them. Yeah. But I don't think. Uh, well, maybe I do. You know I what? just did it right hey. there. I just pointed. <laughs> you know, oh, no. You know what? Hey, pass that hit. Hey. Yeah. You, you're here. We need Actually, to be here. Right here. Let's not put 10 pounds of potatoes in a 5-pound sack. Hey, hey it could, hey, it could be this. Know? Or it could be that. But who knows? But He's who knows? making hey. it up. <laughs> How do you answer the phone in your office? <laughs> hey, don't be. No, hey. wrong. Marv, don't be. Hey, I don't do no. it. I don't do it. I don't know. Volleyball. Hey, volleyball. volleyball. That's right. Uh, volleyball. That's, That's how volleyball. we answer the phone? That's how Marv answers the phone. Volleyball. Awesome. Hey, Love this it. is Fidel Castro. Took this picture in Cuba. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. How do you feel about uh, your dad being hired as an assistant coach? <laughs> I'm pretty fired up about it, actually. It was great. When David texted me, I'm like, this is the best news ever. I'm pretty fired up for him to be back. And I think he uh, – so he, re- he was there when maybe, like, Dave and Wex and Caleb were recruited. And so these guys are some seniors, some fifth-year seniors. And so to be able to go back um, and finish it out with them is pretty cool. Yeah. Did you feel like his firefighting career was long enough? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was pretty disappointed that he stayed at first. And um, he, he, For those that don't know, anyway. before Alex continues, Mark Dunphy and they live up in Malibu Canyon, and, or, or pardon me, Decker Canyon, yeah. north of Malibu, north of Pepperdine. And there was a huge wildfire situation this year, and Marv stayed to defend the house. Right. By himself. <laughs> and won. Yeah. Uh, but when they, had told yeah. Every, when they had told everybody to evacuate. Yeah. And he stayed garden hose. Yeah, he showed me he has these buckets, Home Depot buckets, and he, they had it filled with water. He's ready to go. I don't know. It all turned out okay, I guess. I was really glad when you told me that he was all right because yeah, me too. And posted a picture of him with a fire captain. He says he doesn't even remember the picture because he'd been yeah. up for like 36 hours. And I, yeah. I talked to him. I was at a volleyball tournament this year. I called him just to hear the story because Doug Beal tells me, you've got to call that idiot Dunphy. <laughs> <laughs> and you got you got to hear what he did. So and Marv tells me, you know, at one point it got a little hairy. I had to hide in the shed because the heat was so bad. And you just peek out the shed, and the heat was really bad, so you close it again. If Marv Dunphy says it got a little hairy, it was beyond. Things were completely out of control. <laughs> Dogs and cats were living together, mass uh. hysteria. Green plants that were hanging from the porch were exploding into flame, and I don't mean like an ember yeah. hit them. Yeah, I mean yeah. the heat made them combust. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the first conversation we had. He told me, who decided to get these welcome mats? Because all the welcome mats were on fire. I'm the like, rattan plant, yeah, not yeah. Not me, I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> he said he was throwing the mats like Frisbees off yeah. of the property. Yeah, that's nuts. It's nuts. Well, I'm glad that you two could get along for a little while here. It's glad SCVA, I'm really happy SCVA could provide an environment where... Bringing people together. The two of you didn't have to get in a, a fight like nearly happened last night. Don't feel like that's our personalities, but who knows? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Yes. Go for the feet. Like immediately when he comes at you, just sweep the leg. Okay. Sweep thanks. The leg. Just selfishly so Kevin can push him around in a wheelchair. Yeah. Again. Yeah. We well, I'm glad I wasn't there. Made for of that. metal now. Who knows? Might hurt yourself. <laughs> Anamantium? It's like really. It's like grill like putty Wolverine? in there. It's like seven screws. It's like plates. Mm. It's good stuff. I was thinking more like Wolverine. You just I think I you got to sell that. it that way. Don't sell it the other way. I'm broken. No, you sell it like, don't mess with me. <laughs> I've got metal feet. Do you have to go through a special detector at the airport? No, no not okay. yet. Not yet. So. <laughs> what have we missed? No comment. <laughs> yeah, what have we missed? <laughs> Al Alex actually coached me. But she doesn't remember this. I went to a Marv Dumphy volleyball camp when I was 17 years old. Nice. And then John Wallace was my coach, court coach. Wait, I was there. And okay. she was helping. So John had her come in, and she was telling me what to do. <laughs> and I listened. It's because I was probably right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll bet I was there. I, I bet was you like were. 10. Yeah. That's just not possible. This is true. <laughs> what? The story can't be true. It was, I was 97. 10. 12. Summer of 97? Summer of 97. Oh, no, I was gone. National team. I worked at 95, 96. Well, it was said on the net live, so it's a true story now. It's, it has yeah. to be true. It's 100% true. Science. Yep. It's Never amazing. let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Alex Dunphy, thanks. You're welcome. Brad Keller, you as well. <laughs> thanks for being thanks on Thanks for show. having us on. This is great. Always fun to have you sit in. This is good stuff. Glad you're wearing the hat with pride. I, I like this hat. This is a good hat. We tried to get out quality it's yours. stuff. Yeah. This is good stuff. I appreciate that. How many more matches are you going to watch today? Probably 900. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> One on each court. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's unbelievable out there. There are a lot of good kids at this tournament. Yes. Really yeah. great. Yes. A lot of talent. They did a nice job with this tournament in general. It's a great venue, I think, for it. So. Much easier when everybody's in the same uh, yes. vicinity, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. For sure. It's a different sure. world for you coming over to the women's side where the recruiting is it's intense. It's a little bit. I mean, it's, it's uh, yes and no. I, I think it's, um, there's more schools, obviously, and there's more kids, but at the same time, it's, you, you pick up on it pretty quick of what you're doing and who you need to go watch and where you need to spend your time. And, you know, you're not going to have 60 kids come to your school, so you need to figure out where you need to go and where you need to be and who you need to talk to. So it's all the same stuff. Thanks for being on the show. All right, guys. Heather Bound texting me right now. What? Nice. She's yeah. here. She's here. I saw her this morning. Yeah. Is she walking Go over her. now? Uh, she doesn't know where we are. I don't know what the deal is. We got to get, oh, get a photo. Oh, I, need, keep I love this set. part of the show. Oh, I love it when we have the live photos. Yeah, we'll just keep talking. And we're actually oh. doing the broadcast. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. Is there a step stool for me that I can what? be taller with? You got Alex. Here she's we go. Tall. She's taller than me. This oh, my gosh. Great radio. Do I need to? I almost fell off. stage. Then down. First camera first. Yes. Nailed it. Uh, Did I blink? Brad actually two inches taller now. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Nailed it. My okay. thighs are on fire right now. What? <laughs> we're, we're back. There we go. 
Thanks, and people. Thanks, cool. thanks, thanks for guys. coming on. Bye, Appreciate it. Alex Dunphy of USC, Brad Keller of UCLA here on our special Red Rock Rave edition of the Net Live from the SCVA event qualifier. 825 teams in action here. 825 teams. Thanks, man. Good to see you twice in a week. I just like that I learned that uh, you and Brad didn't really know each other when you yeah, took the liberty of grabbing his wheelchair thing. and wheeling him around the court at UCLA. That was a funny deal. Yeah. Uh, we're almost done here. <laughs> Renee, do you want to say something on the show? I mean, you brought us here. Is this K? We can are talk we about. Are we outside K? Is that where we are? Near F. F. Renee, come up here. Okay. It doesn't matter if you plan on it. Renee Marcellus. Come on, Renee. You're on the gains train. You yeah, brought come us on, here. Renee. You can come and be on the show for a moment. Yeah. Unless Interpol is going to finally <laughs> catch up with you. I don't know. <laughs> Can you take a photo of yourself while you're on the show? That headset right there, Renee. Let's be honest. Renee's real claim to fame is the yeah. sitting national championship gold medal that she got with us. Yeah, you've seen her on our Twitter feed. You've yes. seen her on our Instagram feed at the Net Live. Correct. And you have seen. She's Gaines Train. Yeah. No. Can't hear anything. Oh, yeah? Yes, oh. you can, Renee. Oh, sorry. Well, I kind of can. How about now? Is my hair okay? Hair looks great. Okay, thank you. Better than mine. So, Renee, oh, this no, is your a great part. Give it a little. <laughs> All right. There. Uh, no, yes. We've okay. known each other for a long time. But long we'll, time. We'll do a serious interview. Like, you oh, have gosh. now been with SCVA for two years. Is this that right? is my first full season okay. as the director of public relations. Um, I have been involved with the organization for over a decade because I played since I was 13 and then officiated. Yes. And now I'm doing PR. Because I feel like you have 36 jobs. And, like, that's not really an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. You do I, a lot. You do a lot. I've definitely concerted my efforts um, as of late um, mm. because I realized um, I am unfortunately not un invincible, which is kind of a disappointment to find out, but, you know, live and learn. <laughs> and there's only so many hours in the day. 24, 24. There's 168 in a week, and you've got to just, like, allocate every single minute. Yes. So, yeah, um, I cut down a lot of jobs. I have a full-time career now nice. um, in finance, and I absolutely am obsessed with it. Okay. Um, so I get to be in stilettos in a penthouse during the week, and on the weekends I get to be in yoga pants. So it's really nice. Perfect. Best of both worlds. So now with SEVA doing PR, what does that entail for you? I wear a lot of different hats. Um, I don't look good in hats, so my hats are invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am responsible for uh, social media, primarily on every single platform. Um, brand alignment, sponsorship coordination, um, vendor coordination, um, and basically just telling the story of the winningest region in the United States of America. hey -o. So inviting people like y'all out here to come and help tell that story and ask the amazing questions and do that. So I get to hang out with the best people in the sport, and it is really just such an honor. I'm so humbled with gratitude to be involved with this organization. Well, it seems like an amazing. How many questions I missed. Yeah, it's an amazing organization. Mm -hmm. How did you? I know you said you played and all that stuff, but then how did you become part of the PR? How to get the gig? Yes. Um, I was doing it. I was the director of public relations, which was honestly a title I gave myself because I didn't know what else to call myself. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, nice way for director yeah. on there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We want you to work it here. What good. do you want to do? I will do I'll be this. The director. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so I was doing that for a boys club in Lake Forest called OCVC. Miguel Monterola and Jim Kearney mm -hmm. um, are those directors. Phenomenal. Just the classiest human beings on the face of the earth. Like probably my favorite human beings aside from y'all, of course, type of Obviously. person. Maybe. Um, so I was working with OCVC doing their stuff, basically everything except coaching. Mm -hmm. So website development, um, all, all the new org stuff. 
and um, Shannon Davenport she was like, hey, like, I see what you're doing. Like, I love what you're doing. Like, can you like, come in? Like, we need to have that. Can you like, come talk to us about it? I said, yeah, sounds good. I'm thinking this is super casual. Like, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm stopping at Starbucks on the way. And like, do you want me to grab anything? Like you're I'm, just coming in to have a conversation. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, if, if I were to do it, this is what I would do. And she's like, great. So you're going to do it, right? Like, this is your, yeah. <laughs> this is your new job. This Congratulations. New job. I was like, you went to an interview, oh. not dressed for an interview. Correct. Yeah. I did that one time too. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is what we're doing now. <laughs> and I've never looked back. Awesome. Um, cool. And it's absolutely phenomenal. So my, my firm, my financial firm, I told them when they were pursuing me, I was like, eh, volleyball's a non-negotiable for me. So like tomorrow's a Monday, typically supposed to be in the office. And I just told them, I was like, you know what? Volleyball. I'm in, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm in Vegas. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I'm like, well, that's for work. It's, yeah. you know, I sleep three hours a day, but not for the Vegas reasons. It's for volleyball <laughs> reasons. So, um, for the Vegas volleyball reasons. For the Vegas volleyball reasons. Yeah. It's a pretty rad, pretty rad venue. Cool. Yeah, this is something special. Absolutely. 825 teams yeah. in action. That is, it's, that's mind-boggling. It's over, a lot. Over 22,000 people. Yeah, because when you, like you said, you did earlier the math on it, like let's just say conservatively, you each team is bringing 28 people with players and parents and coaches and stuff. Like Correct. some teams are bringing twice that amount. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just under 23,000 if you do the math that way, and I'm sure that that math is short. <laughs> crazy yeah we're we're calculating about say 76,000 in this weekend and then about 52 the next weekend yeah that's the, little ones. the other thing this crazy. is a two weekends in a row in las vegas correct at the mandalay bay yeah so yeah. it's six days um we have three gap days um and the staff will be either going back and forth or staying here depending on whatever hopefully getting some sleep have. also fingers crossed probably not um and it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, just how you were mentioning, it used to not be under one roof. Right. I remember when I came here, and um, probably not supposed to say this, because I came here and was on a fake ID because I was not yet 21 going out in Vegas as a referee. Statue of limitations, <laughs> way past. Yeah, totally. you're fine. Yeah. Oh, man, that makes me old. Um, well, so, not way, maybe <laughs> like, not way past. Makes us old. We just, had to figure just. out what venue we're going to. Okay, like, yeah. what are you at? Like, like, Durango? Like, what high school are you at? Why are you at the convention center? Are you at the hall? Like, where are you at? And, and you don't find out until, like, the middle of the night. So you have to stay up to, to find out. And then you have to wake up early to go. And it's just, like, this, this mess. And it is way less messy. Way less messy. It's so much cleaner. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things also, as far as growth is concerned, as CBA, my mindset um, personally is just grow, 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 grow. What's next? Yep. Um, and we're at a point where Shannon and Ann are telling me, we can't grow anymore. <laughs> like, we need to just take care of what the people we have. Like, we have a wait list starting from 24 hours of registration opening for this tournament. We have to turn people away. Right. So, I mean, we have 3,339 matches being played in 2.5 days. That's a, a lot of volleyball. So how so do we take care of those people? Mind-blowing. How do you get referees for that? How many referees? 250 is the goal, I think. I don't know if we hit it. I want to say 230 is what how we How many pieces of sport court? Um, oh, I can do the math. I can tell you. That'd be a good one of those jar yeah, one, guesses. Yeah. Yeah. How many pieces of sport court? I did that. I did court. a contest. You won a t-shirt. How many pieces of sport you did court? That, and you did this last year in Vegas. I was here. I did. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. I did that. Um, and we had... I want to say like 468,743 pieces, something like that. I totally just made up that number, but it sounds like Sounds perfect. But you also do other things, too. You did it when we were here last year for my wife was coaching. I came with her at another tournament. But you'll do things of like today is 
like unused toiletries. Like if you're staying in the hotel and you yep. haven't used your shampoo or bars of soap or whatever, come here, donate it yes. here, and then you donate it to like a local shelter or something along those exactly. lines. Exactly. So last year when I first started, um, on my personal Instagram, I have travel tips, like super simple stuff. Like, hey, when you travel, use twist off wine because you know corkscrews are frowned upon by TSA. So save yourself the trouble of like having to find a corkscrew. Twist off wine. Boom. Fun fact, use the travel. trash can. Professional travel tips. Pro travel. Not like DJ Rousseau, the, the legroom selfies. Well, not that blessed. But one day I will aspire to be with as your, cool as you. With your legs not touching the ground. <laughs> I, did wear, I did wear cool shoes to try and be like you. You have to wear cool shoes on the plane. We have if to. If you could do a selfie, selfie, yeah, you have to have cool shoes. Yeah. No. So I, in my travel tips, I, I personally always grab the ice bag and then put the toiletries in them because I'm too bougie to use the shampoo. I'm not going to ruin my hair that way. <laughs> and so I give them to homeless people. There's plenty of people that can yep. use that, and I won't. I, yep. just, I won't. And that sounds awful, but, hey, I'm making the best out of it. Someone's going to benefit from what I'm not going to use. Correct. And I was like, you know what? We have a bajillion people that are mostly all staying in hotels. There's a couple of Vegas teams. There's a couple of stay-at-home, good for yeah. them, that are mostly bougie like me and going to not use these toiletries. Like, let's put them to use. Like, let's, can we just all do this? I asked Ann, I asked Shannon and got 100% green light creative freedom. They're like, yeah, absolutely. That sounds wonderful. And just in that weekend, we donated 50 pounds of toiletries to the Child wow. Abuse Prevention cool. Center of Orange County. We got nothing but positive feedback. It is an incredible organization. We are so proud to partner with them. They're fantastic. So it's always that organization. So far, yeah. Yep, perfect. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you have that aspect of things, but you guys are also doing tournament improvements too with safe sport happening here Huge. in so many different ways to guarantee Huge. the players' participation. Big time. Big time. I mean, safety is paramount for us. It is a really big deal. Um, safe sport, um, for those who are not familiar with it, there's been a lot of issues even up to the Supreme Court from um, other sports, taekwondo, gymnastics, water polo, and volleyball is the NTB, the national governing body that has really had evidentiary support of preparedness in that aspect. So safe sport basically, basically covers, um, in a nutshell, best practices of adults interacting with minors and how to look out for and identify certain trends or certain any aspects of, hey, what you did there is not okay. That's targeting or, or that's grooming or um, that's not an appropriate way to communicate with a minor. Regardless of gender, race, sex, or religion, we are on the forefront of that. Um, and we're really proud to, to be protective of our, our demographic. We are a very self-policing community. Um, if something doesn't look right, it gets reported. Um, and it's really cool to be a part of that. Great. Very cool. Very cool. And your son plays. Have you ever, you, you're, you're a dad in SCVA. So is right. there, has there ever been an inkling where you felt like, oh, this is kind of funky or been uncomfortable? How was no. that addressed? I don't worry about that stuff. Must be nice. I don't pay attention. Is that, to that good stuff. parenting or bad parenting? We'll find out later. I would, I would argue the first. <laughs> that would be my argument. What did we miss? Well, we've had a, a good... Yeah, I, Good time I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again just to get all the knowledge that we got today. Correct. There's so right. much knowledge being dropped. In Seriously. You guys are so fantastic. I'm so, so stoked that you guys are here. Thank it's you guys so much. It's my favorite part much. of the show. Well, <laughs> we th this, that's going to be clipped and repeat for the iTunes podcast tomorrow. It's just that part right there. It ought to be. Oh, my gosh. No, you guys are seriously the best. Like, I get so excited when I see you. I feel like one of the cool kids because you guys are so cool, and I just get to, like, stand next to you guys. And I'm just so, so honored. I mean, you're an Olympian. You're an Olympian. Two-time Olympian. Two-time Olympian. I was so at the Olympics. Should I, like, just stutter, like, to get the, the double in my <laughs> oh, 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 Olympian? Double Preferably. Preferably, yeah. yes. Two-time runner back. salute. Olympian. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm qualified. And we all have gold medals. We all, all do. All three of us. Yeah. 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 Mine are probably, ours probably way less than his. I don't have one. Oh, 
Oh, then we all have the same gold medal. Yes. Yes. Hey, hashtag equality. <laughs> I accept you in our gold medal. Yeah. Yes, we will. We will be key. defending our gold medal third week of May, down Memorial Day in weekend, Columbus. Columbus. Oh, over in Columbus. Over in for Columbus. Us. That's right. I was thinking Jo's is in Dallas. We're over in Columbus. Sitting mm-hmm. volleyball national champions. We mm-hmm. gotta go to the restaurant in Columbus. It's not the goat because I think that's in Dallas. Okay. It's another one, but it's, an, it's a burger place. Is it another animal name? Yes. It's very close to that. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's tasty. I Can't hang, wait. I want to go hang out there. Yeah. The downtown area is really cool. It's like cobblestones and stuff. Yeah. It's about two and a half blocks from the convention center. I think we're staying And right will nearby. you be there with uh, the team that you'd been with prior in the past? No. I can't think off the top of my head. The no. Chacarones. Yes. Yeah. So, um, no. Okay. The answer is no. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so I was sorry. confused for a second. Sorry to bring that up. My bad. Because you told me. Oh, no. So they're not going to be in well, attendance. Well, you know what happened? My brother tournament. played for him, so that was the end. That's right. Got, uh, Barnett ruined it. I know. I text Keith. I was like, hey, Vegas? Question mark? He's like, no. I'm like, well, bummer for Big you. Big South loser. Yeah. Did, you, did, did you just stop texting him? Like, I did. Why I actually now? did. He like <laughs> asked me a question, and then I got busy, and I'm like, you know what? Didn't he doesn't respond. deserve my yeah. attention. I had several friends I thought would be here. Turns out they're at other events across the United States, not here. We saw some friends today. Now, you guys have been across the world. Yes. What's the, do you notice, like, how do we, I mean, I'm always checking in. I'm always, like, running KPIs. How does SCVA compare to other events that you guys have been to? Interesting question. Look, any live event, I've been DJing live events since 2003. No live event goes the way you think it's going to go. Not a single one. Now, most of the time, the fans that are watching have no idea because it's usually not a big mistake. It's like, oh, this video was supposed to run or, oh, this person was supposed to say that at that time. It didn't happen. Um, so to me, when fans have a good time and they walk away where they're not having complaints of they know where to get food, they know where to get water, like things are easily organized for them, it's a good event on their side from the outside perspective. And I think you guys put on an amazing, especially now that it's all in one location, it's yeah. hard to, like, mess that up, right? Like, it's all here for you, so then just don't mess that up. And mm-hmm. I have nothing to compare it to. I mean, the boys' mm-hmm. tournaments that run every week that I go to, I rather enjoy. And so even just the weekly events, the having those facilities, the ASE or the MMTSC, to have those is hugely important. And for those that don't remember the days when you had five high schools here. So many schools. Have someone tell you about it. This is way better. This is a huge improvement. Yeah. Huge I used to improvement. take naps under tables like this one. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that at the Olympics. Yeah. Speaking Great. of sitting volleyball. Yeah. Former yes. gold medalist. What? <laughs> Heather Bowen is here. Oh, my goodness. All right. We're going to have to hang out with Heather. I think we should end the show, though. Okay. All right. Can we, like, hug it out or something? Yeah, we can hug it out. Okay, cool. Be the final shot. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Are these huggable? I'm just going to mute it now. The Net Live. From the Red Rock Rave, SCBA, from Las thank Vegas. you. I want to say thank you to Ann Davenport. I want to thank Renee for bringing us in. Uh, I want to thank all of our guests. Let me try it again, Jeremy. Let me see if I can get it right. We're going to get there. Uh, Ann Davenport was on. Rob Rios, who came on. Yep. HP. Alex Dunphy, Brad Keller from USC and UCLA. Uh, Tiana Tumoheloa. Miss Las Vegas. Miss Nevada. Oh, Miss Nevada. My bad. Sorry about that. Yeah. Torin Cheltam. we got to make sure he gets a hat. Are there any other cities in... Uh Sorry. Nevada besides Vegas? No. Don't no, no. So. Don't worry about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a single other one. And, uh, and thanks, everybody, for having us here. Yeah. Thanks for you, Thank you, you the viewer. Guys. Oh, and we were supposed to do a College Football Weekly, but we didn't do it. So That's on you. I, I, mean, don't, we'll do, I don't pay attention to College Football we'll Weekly. We'll do it after anyways. this. Perfect. Right. And by we, I mean Kevin. The I'm Net Live yeah. out from Vegas. All right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>